Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Easter Monday, gang. Yeah, happy Easter Monday. And welcome to the first Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. It being Monday and all. And we begin today with the fallout from the big one. Yeah, Cambridge beating Oxford in the boat race by less than a length, would you believe? Hold on. Oh, sorry, my mistake. That's the intro to the TalkSport boat race podcast. Right. Ah, yeah. TalkSport Daily Podcast. Right. We begin with the Premier League reaction to Villa beating Fulham. Jose Mourinho Spurs dropping points at Newcastle. There's a shock. And Manchester United coming from a goal behind to beat Brighton. This was the reaction on TalkSport. Manchester United 2, Brighton 1, 82 minutes on the clock and it's Greenwood with the final touch. The team doesn't panic, we know we have to build momentum, the performance, the ball has to move quicker, we have to move in more tandem with each other and the two goals we scored were, uh, were two good goals and deserved to, uh, to win the game in the end I felt. Across the whole season we've been consistent in terms of our performances really, not too many times we've, we've, we've not been ourselves but the challenge in this league for... Um, for all teams, I guess, is to turn performances into results, and um, that's what we need to do over the next eight matches. We've had experience of this before, and um, and it'll stand us in good stead. But we know that it's a fight to the end. Newcastle doing exactly the same sort of thing, pushed forward, and Joe Willock there, right place, right time, and he's knocked it in from close range. It's all square. Newcastle two, Spurs two. We work well, we work hard, but uh, there are mistakes that probably I shouldn't even call mistakes because in the end they are related to some qualities that players um, have. You look to the second goal and it's easy to understand. The second goal has three different moments. Has the cross and why the cross come. Has uh, the the ball in the far post and why they won it. And then has the ball in the face of of the goal again. Our two centre-backs, they were in, in position. So you can go and separate this goal in three different moments and you can analyse easily. Despite the failings of our squad, I think you have to put the, the, a lot of the blame today on Jose Mourinho because it was as if he was still like a child trying to make a point to the members of the squad that he's either fallen out with, don't like him. It's to not have anybody on the bench to even replace the people that he had. To play Vincius when he's got... Song, Bale, Deli Alley on the bench. I mean, it is beyond belief. And as for Sanchez, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a worse performance in, in, in 50 years. Newcastle, well, they gave it a right good go, unrecognisable from the Brighton game. They stay fourth bottom. Over the last 10 games, we've stuck something like 10 points, which 
is not breathtaking. But after that awful December, January, where you know we couldn't pick up a point, never mind a win, it was important that we we just kept the, the scoreboard ticking along a little bit. And as I said, we've been six missing today with injury over the last few months. With we're big players missing, unfortunately, takes its toll. Let's hope we can get a few back. There's a few edging towards fitness. Good to see the return of Alan. He can only help us. So um, let's get ready for next week and the challenge ahead. We talked about Newcastle's running before we came on air. They've got three winnable games now. Burnley away next weekend. Of course, they got Fulham on the last day. And is it Sheffield United as well? Darren still yeah, to play. Yeah. With Callum Wilson fit and he's back training, I think he will score enough goals for, for Newcastle to win more games than Fulham between now and the end of the season. Only a couple of minutes of normal time remaining here and what a turnaround. Aston Villa 3, Fulham 1. This is a shocking collapse from Fulham, to be fair. They were in a good position with that one goal advantage. In this division, against the quality of what you're up against, if if that happens and you, you don't deserve anything from the game and you get what you deserve, and that's, and that's exactly where it was today. We are where we are in the division. I, I often spoke I spoke about it this week that you need to know our position at certain times. You need to. It needs to be a horribleness about us. There needs to be a, a, a difference, yeah, a different side to us a little bit. I just felt like today we wasn't streetwise enough. We weren't streetwise enough for the last 15 minutes. And as mad as that sounds, I think you see that you can be on the end of one and, and, and three goals in the in them 15 minutes was was what we deserve really. This is probably why Fulham are where they are in the league because they give themselves a big opportunity, get themselves at the bottom three with Newcastle only getting a point earlier and they collapse like this. Villa have turned it around here. It's Aston Villa 3, Fulham 1. It's a, a laboured performance, I'd say, up to the hour mark. I thought the substitutions made an impact, and that's what we've been you know, asking of them for a long time. Uh, it's the first time I think we've come from behind and won a game this season, and the subs made an impact in that. You know, Trezeguet, after we've just got a goal down with a mistake from Tyrone, goes and gets two goals. I thought the first 15 minutes of the second half, we looked laboured, and uh, we needed the changes to actually inspire us and uh, give us that, that energy to go on and win the game. Loves it to Redmond! Nathan Redmond has scored for Southampton and they've turned it round from 2-0 down to 3-2 up. Ralph Harsenhuttle runs down the touchline like Barry Fry used to do. That was thrilling. That really was. Uh, it was a great, great Premier League game. End-to-end, had the lot, had everything. And both sides really going for it. Really going for the three points. Saints got it. Could have gone either way. They probably just shaded it. On the counter, could have got another one or two. Sure. Uh, but it, it had the lot. It was it was brilliant. I know that you that like to see five goals. Uh, we, as a manager, we are sometimes a little bit struggling with... Uh, with the way we conceded the goals, but uh, I think we saw a, a very intense game today and uh, to turn things around against this side is not a lot of teams have done this in the past, to be honest, and uh, this was a, a massive mentally performance also. I think we did the basics very well and we came away from that the last 15 minutes. Both keepers have made saves, we had a point-blank miss at the end where their keeper makes a save. You know, a bit of a ding-dong really second half, but out of nowhere because at 2-0 we're normally better at seeing the first half through um, and then we don't do that and of course they come out the second half believing then, whereas for the first half an hour they, they looked like they'd flatlined, they looked like there wasn't a lot of belief in them because our performance was very good. Now, the Chelsea manager, Thomas Tuchel, celebrated winning his first ever Premier League Manager of the Month award. <laughs> Sorry, so unprofessional. While watching the Blues demolish West Brom by five goals to two at Stamford Bridge. No, of course they didn't. <laughs> oh, West Brom won that 1-5-2, didn't they? Yeah, West Brom won 5-2. Yeah, little old West Brom. Big Sam. Yeah, going down here. Yeah, against Chelsea. Oh, top four. <laughs> Oh dear, we'll hear from a victorious Big Sam Allardyce as well as Thomas Tickle, who certainly had his tickle, tickle. Anyway, 
Here's your game day commentator, Clive Tilsley. It's a fabulous West Bromwich Albion goal. We've had 18 minutes of the second half at Stamford Bridge. And who of you, come on, any of you predicted this? We were rusty today. We did not adapt good to the situations under pressure. We did not adapt our positions in the build-up. We were sloppy in passing and we got punished. And suddenly Pereira is in and lobs it over the keeper. And West Bromwich Albion have equalised. Long clearance by Sam Johnston. We were not simply not aware. It was one long ball, one run, and he's alone in front of the goal. This is not what how we defended in the last in the last weeks, and what made it possible to play to play with a clean sheet. I noticed Tuchel as he all, all the players come off. He, he congratulated everyone. He put his arm around them. He knows he's got a team that are on the floor at this moment. So it's, his big job is actually lifting them for that Porto game. The next one's the most important one. Oh, it's a wonderful, wonderful goal from Diania. Marvellous, marvellous fourth goal for West Bromwich Albion. It's like watching Brazil. That's how good the movement was, how good the finish was. So, you know, if I had to um, pick one man out today, I think it would probably be Pereira. Not just his finishing, but also his hold-up play, his little passes that started to break Chelsea down. And I don't mean to burst the bubble, Sam, but, but a result like this, has it come a bit too late for you? It's one game that we've won. Uh, we've got 21 points. And now we get to go to Southampton and we'll be ready for that. Hopefully we can win that. What we don't want is the Premier League to spoil it for us because they're trying to fit us a game in against Leicester who play in the Cup on a Thursday and then asking us to play Villa on the Sunday again. Now they've already turned us over once by putting Everton on Thursday and then Newcastle on the Sunday and we only managed to get a point out of those games. We don't want that again. And I think that is really unfair that they're asking us to do that. Now, Arsenal were drubbed 3-0 at home. What does that even mean? Beaten is probably a better word. No one used drubbed unless Tom, producer, is writing the script. Anyway, he wrote drubbed, so it's drubbed for me. And yes, they were drubbed at home. 3-0 by Liverpool. Right old drubbing going on at the Emirates with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Impressing for the visitors after his recent England admission. Well done, Gareth Southgate. We'll hear from Cloppy on TAA, not the army, but the player, and the former gunner Perry Groves. But first, this is Mikel Arteta on a dismal defeat at the Emirates, where Arsenal were drubbed, I've told you that. The ball into the penalty area from Salah, and it's Jota again, who slams in the third. And Liverpool are running riot here at the Emirates Stadium. Don't put down into anything. I don't want to find any excuses about people being out, or we miss five or six important players, or whatever. It's not the standards that we have to show, certainly at that level and certainly at this football club. And I take um, the blame for that. Yesterday was as bad, I think, was as bad a performance. I've got a lot of mates who are like Liverpudlians, right? And texting. I said, if we get in here at 0 0 half time, we've had a major result, because we can't get any worse in the second half. And we did, because it was just like a mindset where they just gave Liverpool far too much space, far too much respect. And in the end, it comes down to Arteta. So I can see what he's trying to do. He's now, whole season is on Europa League. That is it. Yeah, because yeah, if we don't win Europa League, we've had a shocking season. For- and also, I think the team missed David Luiz yesterday. Yes, they Because did. there's no leaders, there's no personality in that team. I'm actually delighted that Liverpool has won this game, because Arsenal deserved absolutely nothing from it. 
the way they approached the game, the negativity with the players that they had on the pitch was just was surprising, to be honest, considering Liverpool and the back two are there to be had a go at. Alexander-Arnold checks his run to stay onside. They whips in a great cross and Jota with an outstanding header for Liverpool. He is in a good moment, he's in really good shape and he's not only this offensive right back, what people say, he's just offensive that exceptionally good that people talk, yeah, defensively he's maybe not that good, but that's a joke. But if he would, if he would be defensively exactly as good as he's offensively, what kind of player would that be? Yeah. So, but tonight he showed he's a package, a full package, and um, I'm happy for him. He looked like a player that wanted to prove a point, and mm. you could see that in his celebration from the cross for Yotta's first goal. Beautiful. His celebration told you how much he understood that that's going to be seen in terms of the quality of the cross and how that's going to reflect on him, and, and credit to him for the way that he's, he's taken that and, and then put it into a fantastic performance. We talked about him at length yesterday, and we saw his quality for the ball for the first goal extraordinary that is Trent at his very best and I think deep down he'll take a lot of pride out of his performance Trent he's not been in his best form and maybe this is what he needed because today the way he celebrated that assist for Jota showed a player that was really happy to, to be back having a good game you know he had a Bamyang in his pocket and if he continues his form he'll get back into the England squad Now Man City beat Leicester 2-0 at the King Power Stadium taking another big step towards winning the Premier League title there are reports that Pep Guardiola, Guardiola wants to sign Erling Haaland and Borussia Dortmund lost again at the weekend, meaning, of course, they're unlikely to get Champions League football next season. So, could the Norwegian be destined to a move to the Etihad? I hope not. Well, apparently, it wouldn't be a good fit. And here's TalkSport's Tony Cascarino, unbelievably, to tell us why. I don't believe he fits into the way City play. I think he, his wide men and midfielders will have a certain style. And if you look over the course of the season, so many people have played in the centre-forward role, from Foden to, obviously, De Bruyne. Uh, Bernardo Silva has played there. Uh, Mares. So I think he's he's not looking at this, this signature of getting Erlen Haaland to be the ultimate difference to his team. And plus, one thing we, we need to remember here, you want players to come and play for you. Not tout themselves out. It's not yeah. Marlon, it's his agent. To go and tout mm. themselves out for the best deal financially in the world of football. You want, and managers want you to come to the football club because you want to be there. You'll yeah. get a great yeah. deal. Wherever he's going, he's getting a great deal. Let's, mm. let's remember mm. that. Time now to check in on Trans Europe Express, presented by Danny Kelly alongside Andy Brassel. This evening in Spain... Um, you know, a, a top-level football match has been stopped for 20 minutes. The players left the pitch because of an accusation of racism by one player to another. When I first heard the news, I must admit, I groaned um, because this has been going on in the game that I love uh, since I was a lad and, um, you know, my own efforts in things like Spurs against the Nazis uh, and all the rest of that. Um, it, but then I thought, no, we have to keep going with this. We have to keep highlighting the issues, um, not just individual incidents, but the issues that they throw up. And so we're going to do that now. Um, the game, Andy, um, well, you can tell people, it's between Cadiz and Valencia, what happened and what is happening? 29 minutes into the game uh, between uh, Cadiz and Valencia at Cadiz. And um, there was a little coming together between uh, Mukta Diakabi of Valencia and Juan Cala, uh, the defender from uh, Cadiz. And then um, Diakabi was very upset, um, very upset, clearly um, because of something that was 
said to him. Um, he was uh, calmed down and listened to by uh, Gabriel Pelista, formerly of Arsenal, and Kevin Gamero. Um, Diacabi approached the referee and reported to him um, that he'd been the victim of, of, of racist comments from Kala. Um, then he went off the pitch and uh, Gabriel was, was key in this part. He seemed to be... Um, going with him and saying to uh, the team to, to go with them. The whole Valencia team left the pitch. Um, everyone was off for 20 minutes. Then they come back on um, and resume the game. Some people out there have said, well, Valencia, by going back out there, have really um, taken the wind out of their own sails. You know, they should have stayed off. They should have made their point. They should have called La Liga's bluff. Um, but I think it's clear that already by going off in the first place, they've made a stand. Whether they should have gone out there or not, I wouldn't say it's quite irrelevant, but it's not the bottom line. I think the bottom line is they took a stand in the first place. They stuck with their teammate. They're going to complain, Valencia, uh, to both La Liga and the RFEF, the, the, the Spanish FA. And what's important, I think, is the fact that this is being talked about everywhere in Spain. Yeah. Now, we know from what's happened in previous games between Spain and England, go back to 2004 and the abuse that Ashley Cole received from the crowd. Of course, it's a bit different in the Bernabeu. And the words of Luis um, Aragonés, the late Luis Aragonés about Thierry Henry and the run-up to that game, which a lot of people believed stoked that atmosphere. The fact that Spanish football really swept that under the carpet. Well, this isn't happening this time. Now, Carl Frampton announced his retirement from boxing after failing to become Northern Ireland's first ever three-weight world champion. He was stopped in the sixth round of the WBO Super Featherweight Contest by Jamel Herring in Dubai. TalkSport's boxing correspondent Gareth A. Davis said it's the right time to hang up his gloves. He goes away having put it all out there tonight. He tried to close the distance against Jamel Herring, but, you know, seven-inch reach advantage, five-inch height advantage upper weight division, mm. above what his capabilities physically really are, it was a real stretch. And we all said it. He had to be at his tip-top best to beat Herring tonight. And it, and it just wasn't there anymore. And I, I'm glad he's decided that it's time to walk away now. He had thousands or hundreds of message, tiny messages on his short, smallest fans. Sadly for him, he's had to retire in a, in a quiet, crowdless arena. And yeah. that, that may hurt him a little bit as well afterwards. Now, before I go, let me tell you about some live football are coming your way at half past 12 today. That's Bank Holiday Monday. You can hear, if you want, live commentary of Middlesbrough against Watford on TalkSport 2. And then at 3 o'clock, staying on TalkSport 2 from League 1, you can hear Peterborough against Sunderland. And staying on TalkSport 2 after that one, half past five in the Championship, Sheffield Wednesday against Cardiff. That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on TalkSport later today on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show alongside Darren Goff from 5pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. That morning being, of course, Tuesday. Unless you're listening on Tuesday, then, of course, it's Wednesday. And if you're listening on Wednesday, then there'll be one out on Thursday. If you're listening Thursday, yep, you've guessed it, one on Friday. And if you're listening Friday, well, you've got till Monday to wait until the next one so if you are listening on Friday that's actually a lie but anyway 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And until then, have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.